Good morning. Today is Tuesday, April 19th, 2022. Why isn't Pesach over already? We had the first Yom Tov, the first day in Israel, two days outside of Israel, celebrates the exodus from Egypt, which is the anniversary of it happening. That's the event. So why isn't that the end of the holiday? The, the reason that it's longer is because there's a second Yom Tov, which is coming up the seventh day and outside of Israel, the eighth day, this coming Friday and this coming Shabbos. And that commemorates the miracle of the splitting of the Red Sea, which happened on the seventh day of Pesach. That's what we commemorate. But why should that be a reason for a Yom Tov? What's added by commemorating as a Yom Tov, as a holiday, the splitting of the Red Sea? I mean, yes, of course. It's a big miracle. It's a great miracle, splitting of the Red Sea. But in the first Yom Tov, we're already celebrating some really big miracles. I mean, the 10 plagues were pretty big miracles. And there are other miracles that occur later in the Torah. We talked about uh, the man, the manna that fell. We don't have a special Yom Tov for that. There were other miracles that happened that don't have their own special Yom Tov. Yes, it's true that the splitting of the Red Sea evoked this beautiful and dramatic shira, Az Yashir, this song of praise that the Jewish people sang in response to being saved at the Red Sea. But, I mean, the first Yom Tov, Exodus, evokes Hallel, songs of praise and gratitude to Hashem. So, we already have a holiday that celebrates the prayer of thanksgiving and praise to Hashem. Yes, it's true. The splitting of the Red Sea was the occasion of the punishment of the Egyptians. But didn't that already happen? I mean, they certainly were punished through the 10 plagues, especially the 10th plague. So what's added by having this second Yom Tov, a Yom Tov specifically regarding the splitting of the Red Sea. Permit me to share with you an answer given by the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. in a sermon that he delivered in 1956. I must tell you, Reverend King is one of my greatest heroes and inspirations. I have studied him and his words throughout my adult life, and I am honored to share this with you today. It's clear from the Torah, and just as clear from history and from our own personal experience, that evil is a reality in the world. The Torah shows us in almost every narrative the opposition of good and evil, starting at the very beginning of the Torah, in the Garden of Eden. There's the permitted fruit and the forbidden fruit. There's Noah, who is righteous, 
and the rest of his generation who is evil. There's Avraham, Abraham, and the people of Sodom, the epitome of evil. Egypt and Israel throughout history personify on the one hand persecution, immorality, selfishness, aggression. On the other hand, spirituality, freedom, kindness. The human condition at its most basic level is this struggle between good and evil. And the most basic lesson the Torah has to teach us, not just to teach Jews, but to teach all mankind, and it's repeated over and over in countless ways, is that good eventually emerges victorious. Evil, though it may prosper, is ultimately doomed. As William Cullen Bryant once wrote, truth crushed to the earth will rise again. The struggle that expresses this most clearly for us is the narrative where, I, I, where our identity as the Jewish people is born in Egypt. In the Torah, Egypt represents evil in the form of humiliating oppression, ungodly exploitation, and crushing domination. Israel represents dedication to the one God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, a God who teaches morality and compassion and spirituality. The struggle between them is not just political, and it's also not just a class struggle of suffering slaves rising up against their masters for their freedom. It is that, but it's much more. Paro and Moshe understand the struggle between them, between their peoples, is over the ability of goodness to triumph in this world. And so even after God intervenes and Paro frees the Jews, the Egyptians make one last desperate attempt to prevent the Jewish people from leaving and they corner Israel at the Red Sea just a few days after the Exodus. They must make this attempt because if Israel leaves Egypt for good, Egypt doesn't just lose slaves. They lose their understanding of the world. And the sea splits. And the Jewish people go through. 
and the water closes in over the Egyptians and they drown. But that's not the end. And that's not the lesson we are to take from this narrative. It's the next verse, the next Pasuk. Vayar Yisrael es Mitzrayim meis al And Israel, after crossing the Red Sea, after the Egyptians drowned because the waters closed back in over them, Israel looked back, Vayar Yisrael es Mitzrayim meis al Israel, the Jewish people, looked back and they saw the Egyptian soldiers dead on the bank of the river. Dead upon the shore. We don't celebrate the death of our enemies. That's not what this Yom Tov is about. Israel crossed the, street, the sea on dry land and looked back and sees and they had to see this with their own eyes. They saw the death of evil. They saw the purpose of their leaving Egypt. They saw the purpose of life. They saw that there is something in the very nature of the universe when they look back at the shore, which ultimately comes to the aid of goodness in its perennial struggle with evil. That is what they saw. And that is what we celebrate on the seventh day of Pesach. And that's why Pesach lasts seven days in Israel, eight days outside of Israel. They saw with their own eyes there is something within the universe which justifies the poetic words of James Russell Lowell when he wrote, Truth forever on the scaffold, wrong forever on the throne. Yet that scaffold sways in the future, and behind the dim unknown stands God within the shadow, keeping watch above his own. We live even today surrounded by prejudice and aggression and small-mindedness. And we see all around us attitudes today of bigotry and hatred. We see acts of terror. We watch in Israel the most moral of nations. We see that she is vilified and harassed and when that frustration and fear and anger rise up within us, remember what we celebrate on this second half of the Yom Tov of Pesach. 
In Dr. King's words, let us not despair. Let us not lose faith in man and certainly not in God. We must believe that a prejudiced mind can be changed and that man, with the help of God, can be lifted from the valley of hate to the high mountain of love. Vayar Yisrael es Mitzrayim meis al Sfas Hayom. See on this coming Yom Tov the possibility, the promise of the death of evil on the shore of the Red Sea and celebrate what we have given to the world. My friends, I want to wish you a great day and I look forward to seeing all of you soon in person.